Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for December 7th, a day that still lives in infamy. And now let's get to what's happening in the global automotive industry. The Chevy Vault seems to be getting slammed by everyone right now. A report released by CNW Research shows buyer consideration for the car is plummeting. With the recent media firestorm, it's not hard to see why. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood says he believes the car is safe but the U.S. House of Representatives will hold public hearings next month on battery fires related to crash tests with the car. You know, conservative commentators are excoriating the Volt because they hate anything to do with government motors. And just to rub salt in the wound, Nissan announced it's expanding availability of the Leaf, pushing it into seven new markets. Looks like General Motors has a full-blown public relations disaster on its hands. Speaking of General Motors, it's going to be getting rid of a lot of white-collar workers. The Detroit News reports the company is already cutting workers in engineering, product development, and administration. It cites GM CEO Dan Ackerson saying they have 7,000 more people doing the same amount of work as their competitors. Here's my AutoLine Insight. GM is likely to cut far more of its American, European, and Australian technical staffs than any others. As the company relies more and more on its low-cost operations in Korea, China, and Brazil, its traditional engineering centers are going to bear the brunt of these cuts. China's auto industry is growing by leaps and bounds, but Chinese consumers much prefer foreign brands due to big gaps in quality and reliability with the homegrown ones. The domestic Chinese brands cannot invest as much money in their products because they don't have the resources. Wards reports an estimated 30% of passenger sales will go to domestic brands this year, and that's a 2% drop compared to last year. And I guess since the Chinese aren't as interested in buying Chinese brands, maybe they think foreigners will. Geely is set to enter the UK market by the end of next year with the M Grand EC7 sedan. You might remember a few weeks back we reported that it received a four-star rating in the Euro NCAP crash test. The car will cost just over $15,000 and comes with a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. So what do you think emits fewer emissions? A Ford F-150 SVT Raptor, a Fiat 500, or a leaf blower? To find out, the folks at Edmunds Inside Line tested them at an emissions lab. The Raptor is equipped with a 6.2-liter V8, and the Fiat 500 is powered by a 1.4-liter four-cylinder. They were tested against a handheld four-stroke leaf blower and a two-stroke backpack blower. The vehicle tests simulate 11 miles of driving over 30 minutes. So who won? The Ford Raptor. It was far cleaner than the Fiat, and both of them were much cleaner than the leaf blowers. In fact, even when the leaf blowers were tested at idle, they emitted more emissions than the vehicles. Dodge is teasing us with its new 
from the ground up replacement for the caliber. And it's digging up an old name from the past, the Dodge Dart. This 2013 C-segment model is built on a modified version of the Alfa Romeo Giulietta. The car gets a new lineup of engines, including a 1.4-liter multi-air turbo, as well as a couple of Chrysler's Tiger Shark four-cylinders. Three transmissions will be offered, and we assume that means manual, automatic, and dual clutch. Like the Chevrolet Cruze and Ford Focus, the Dodge Dart will be built in the good old US of A at Chrysler's Belvedere, Illinois plant. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Drivers who want to get the most out of their cars. It's Bridgestone or nothing. And now it's time for some of your feedback. LS Ford heard me reporting on a survey that says fewer teenagers are getting their driver's license. And I said because they can get together with their friends via social media so they don't need cars. He says, John, I think you missed on this one. Is the effect of the economic downturn affecting that poll, i.e., parents cannot afford a car for their teenager, so there's no need to get a permit to drive? I think it's more than Facebook that is hurting this market. LS, you actually got some pretty good insight there. And I would add that it's harder for teenagers to get a job these days, so they don't need a car to get to work, and because they don't have a job, they can't afford a car. XA351GT saw our report on the massive sales surge last month for the Jeep Compass and wonders what's behind the numbers. So John, he wonders, for the Jeep Compass to be up 847% over the previous month, does that mean they sold one in October and 847 in November? They must be giving them away somewhere because I never see any here where I am. I'd like to know the sales for both months because I bet totaled it's not as impressive as it sounds. I hope I'm wrong, but I'd like to see those numbers. XA, from October to November, sales of the Compass are down 14%, but I wouldn't read too much into that, at least not just yet, because for the 11 months of this year, sales of the Compass are up 180%. I think that facelift that they gave it is what turned it all around. Miradart loved Autoline After Hours last week with my pal, the inventor and engineer, Michael Pickholtz. Great show as always, he says. Great guest, too. I love it when the guest says what's really on his mind instead of something that sometimes sound written and rehearsed. Pickholtz was superb. Yeah, that was a good show. Especially Michael's suggestions as to how the car companies in Detroit can do a better job of mentoring outside talent to bring them new ideas and technology. And if you missed it, you can go and hear that show at Autoline.tv. IndieFlick heard me criticize Nissan CEO Carlos Ghosn for saying people will be motivated to buy electric cars as they see more catastrophic storms due to global warming. I said, when the power goes out, they'll be horrified to discover they can't go anywhere in their electric cars. But he points out, um, John, you do realize that when the power goes out, gas stations can't pump gas, right? Andy Flick, that's true. But at least with a gasoline car, I have alternatives. I can siphon gas out of my lawnmower, and even if I only have half a tank in my car, I can still drive a couple of hundred miles where I'm likely to find a working gas station and refill the tank in a matter of minutes. With an electric car, 
it's going to take me almost a day to recharge it if all I can get is a 110 volt outlet. And think about the thousands, maybe tens of thousands of electric cars out of juice, abandoned on the highways. You're going to have to tow every single one of them because there are not enough mobile recharging trucks to service them. And towing them away could take days, maybe weeks. So if that 400 mile wide hurricane is bearing down on me, I'd rather take my chances with a gasoline powered vehicle. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We may not respond to them all, but we do read them and try to answer as many as we can. Anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.